Hi, I'm Neve Ennis, transformation coach and host of your Tough Love Energy podcast. I work with women just like you who want greater clarity on where they are going in life. Together, we restore your confidence, we rebuild better boundaries, and we reconnect you with who you are deep inside. Using mindset, spirituality, and pure practical advice, I guide you and I equip you with all that you're going to need to bring about change in your life. We get you to that place to believe, to see not only that change is possible, but that it is entirely possible for you. What you're changing doesn't matter. What matters most is that you give yourself permission to do just that. So without further ado, let's jump right into this week's episode of Tough Love Energy. Hi there and welcome to episode eight in series two of my Tough Love Energy podcast. Now, this is actually going to be the last episode in the current series as I am going to take a short summer break. However, if you're new or relatively new to this podcast, just the reminder that there are a whole, I think it's 11 episodes in series one and eight episodes in this series so far that you can listen to again and again. And maybe if you haven't heard any of the first series, well, then this is a good opportunity to catch up on them. They're all pretty much around the same length, usually anywhere between 20 and 25 minutes. So they're short and they can be good company when you're out on your walk or doing something around the house. All of the themes of, particularly of this series, have been requested by you and a big thank you for that because it's great to get the inspiration for the ideas. And they included procrastination, which was hands down the most requested theme that you wanted me to cover, discovering your purpose, how do you know it's time to end a friendship, what does it mean when you're seeing signs everywhere? And last week's episode, which was, why are we afraid to say we pray? So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode of my Tough Love Energy podcast. Picking yourself up after a crisis. Well, you know the feeling. You get knocked down, you cry, you feel the pain, you wallow, you cry, you get angry. You plot your revenge, you cry some more, you feel a bit better, and then you're ready to brush yourself down and off you go again. Well, at least until the next time. Now, this might sound like a rather simplistic, albeit ideal way to get through a crisis. But the truth is that while we may visit each stage of this description, there is no knowing just how long we're going to stay in each one. That's the tricky bit. And yet the real challenge is that when we emerge from it, we can't even be sure what it has left us with. Are we richer or poorer for it having happened? Have we learned anything about others? Or more importantly, have we even learned anything about ourselves? And if we're being honest with ourselves, are we more likely to say it happened to us rather than believing it happened for us? Big, important distinction there. Let's not get carried away, though. Picking ourselves up from off the floor rarely has anything to do with the gravity of the situation we find ourselves in. 
it has a lot more to do with accepting the reality of just what is happening in our lives and seeing ourselves not just as passive victims, but as functional and active agents that have full choice on what we want to do next. We alone possess the power to take responsibility for turning it all around again when we feel ready and when we feel able. We all know that life has the potential to unexpectedly pull the rug from underneath us and life can be so damn hard for for so many people. That's a fact. We also know that no matter how bad we are feeling, that somebody out there is most likely even feeling worse. And it's that sense of perspective that we don't ever want to lose, no matter how bad things get for us. Now, life can also be special, it can be joyful, and it can be beautiful. But it can also be cruel, punishing, and unfair. We can never know which one is heading towards us, and honestly, it's much better that we don't. In my own life, for new listeners, I've experienced quite a bit of loss. And I have lost some of the most important and significant people in my life. But know this, because I do. I am not unique. The only thing that possibly makes my story a little unusual is that it all happened during a short period of time. But every single person reading or listening to this podcast will at some stage in their long life experience loss. It's pretty much guaranteed. It's up there with death and with taxes. Bad things happen to good people. Lord, I know it. But they will happen. And each of us will experience loss and disappointment and adversity and hurt. It is just part of life. And it most definitely is part of living. So that being said, what is it that makes the difference between someone who barely survives these challenges in life and someone who meets them head on and proceeds to go on and thrive and even bloom? And what can you do to help you navigate your way through your next crisis? Consider, okay, maybe let's start at the first thing. Consider that this may have happened for you, not to you, but for you. You need to stop taking it so personally when awful things occur. So maybe instead of asking, why is this happening to me? Can you ask if it's possible that you might have contributed to this difficulty or this challenge? Investigate what you've learned from the experience and then decide what you can do to avoid a recurrence. Live and learn. That's how we grow. That's how we become empowered is we use the bad times, the learnings, the the experience that we gain from difficult times. We use them. We turn them around. We use the learnings. We use the wisdom and we use the experience. Number two, stop blaming other people. Now, let's be truthful. How many times have you heard yourself say or even think this? Who did this to me? Why do you ask this question of yourself? Well, maybe, maybe it's because it makes it a lot more palatable if you believe that someone else is responsible for your suffering. Yet, whatever your circumstances are, the more responsibility you can take for your own challenges, the more likely it is that you can get your head around them and then proceed to determine what needs to be put in place so that you can avoid it happening again. Number three, accept and then let go. 
Now, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but in life, there will always be things you want that you don't get and things that you don't want that will happen anyway. You need to let go of how you imagine things could be, should be, would be, and learn to better accept the way they are right now. And please note, this is not the same, or this is not about lowering your expectations. It is simply about managing the ones that you have. Number four, do your best. Now, that appears to be the most simplistic of statements, do your best. But But in that statement, it brings with it a lifetime of torment. In reality, you can only ever do your best in much the same way as everyone you meet in your life can only be doing theirs. You've become so used to asking and expecting to have your desires met that you can quite quickly overlook the idea that very often people really are just doing their best. When you start to accept this, really accept it, you begin to step into your own little personal space of power and it helps you to get so much clearer and so much stronger in how you live your life and also what you expect from others. They will benefit too, trust me. Number five, ask for help. Now tell me this, Who told you that you were expected to go through life solving all of your own problems, all on your little onio? None of us, none of us were ever meant to do this business of life alone. The ultimate way to show the world just how strong you are is feeling able to reach out and ask for help. There is courage in asking for help. There's strength in asking for help. There's power in asking for help. And that's you bravely acknowledging that you need something outside of yourself to help you identify what you can add to from the inside. Number six, and the final point, daily practice. Daily practice. Introducing a daily practice such as, what am I going to say? Guess what I'm going to say? Yes, you have it. Journaling. Journaling can really help you with reconnecting to yourself. And, you know, I'm a massive fan of the benefits of journaling, not just because it can help organize your thoughts and all those myriad of, oh, my God, just the big mishmash that's going on inside your head. Journaling helps us get them out, helps us organize them, helps us see them for what they are. But it also really helps with reduce our overwhelm. It connects you with that part of yourself in your heart space that feels, that emotes, that's creative, where your intuition lies. Journaling is probably the biggest gift you will give to yourself. Now, meditation or breath work or music or getting out into nature, visualization, there's so many other alternatives as well that all have very similar advantages and are well worthy of further explanation or exploration even. And finally, I know that following any kind of personal crisis that I've experienced, the question I was always left with is this, am I still me? And sadly, the answer most likely is that you're not. But that doesn't mean that what is left behind has to be a lesser version of what was there before. You're just different. You're changed. What has happened to you has changed you. 
But that's what growing and evolving looks like. And that's what experience and life and living looks like. You know in your heart of hearts that life isn't easy. And you know that there will always be challenges that you have to face. And that is, it's when you stop trying to control life. It's when you stop looking too far up ahead and trying to remove all the obstacles that are coming your way and trying to be, you know, take control and be controlling. It's when you stop doing that, that you actually start living. It's when you stop letting fear dominate, letting fear be the most present feeling in your life, that things begin to flow and that you'll begin to flow. So let go, loosen the grip that you have on your need to control what's coming ahead, because whatever's coming ahead is on its way. Learn to live in the moment, learn to be more present. And so for the next few months, just give yourself a break. Pick yourself up, take the learnings from the experience that that you feel you are meant to get and then just move on. Release, let go, move on. Be kind to yourself, be kind to everybody else and just let the energy flow through you that will allow you to release your need to control and just get on with just being who you are. Now, That is all I have to say in this series. I may pop in over the summer with a bonus episode here or there. But as I would always say to you before, if you have any topics that you want me to cover in the next series, by all means, send them in to me and I'll get to work on them. Have a great summer. So thank you so much for joining me for today's Tough Love Energy podcast. I really hope that you found it useful. I would absolutely love to know and to hear what your takeaways were from this episode and all the other episodes as well. So come and find me on Instagram. My handle there is at one Neve Ennis or on neveennis.com. Let me know how it's helping you get tougher with yourself on going after what you want, what you desire, what you need. And also let me know how it's helping you be gentler when you get there. I'd also love if you went over and subscribed to the show on your favorite podcast platform, not from an ego perspective, I promise you. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave me a five-star review, what this means is that more people will get to hear it. So I'll be able to get this podcast and all my other podcasts in front of the people who really need to hear it. Also, just to let you know that I've developed a quiz just for you that's going to help you identify which kind of people-pleasing type you are. Now, knowing this or having this information is really useful. I believe that understanding our people-pleasing tendencies is at the core to helping us remove some of the things that are blocking us or getting in our way. So once you know what your people-pleasing type is, it's very helpful because it teaches you how to get past it, how to manage it. And I'll also be giving you some tools and guidance and mantras and affirmations to do just that. So I'll put the link in the show notes below here, but you'll also find it on nevenice.com forward slash quiz. Thank you and speak to you soon.